Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Soprano Cast. I am Nate Maxson, along with my associate, Mr. Archie Mitchell. What is up, everybody? And we are back once again to discuss another episode of one of the great television shows of all time, The Sopranos. That's right. Is it your favorite TV show of all time? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I don't... You know, look, I've had... Throughout my 42 years, I've had TV shows that I still watch. You know, who who amongst us hasn't gone on YouTube to find tale, old episodes of Tales from the Crypt? Or, you know, uh, I, I'm an Entourage fan because it's four young guys that are living out their dreams in Hollywood. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And those are just the HBO shows. But, you know, Mr. Robot, the first season, and, you know, Suits, and Nip Tuck, and you know what I mean? Great shows. But... I've been watching The Sopranos for 25 years, and it hasn't even been on the air that long. It stopped after six seasons. Yeah. I still watch this show. Even before you said, hey, you want to do a podcast about The Sopranos? I watch it religiously. I put it on when there's nothing else on, and I'm still glued to the TV. I recently told my wife, Jane, I'm like, I watch this show, and the more I watch it, the more I pick out things that I hate about Carmela Soprano. <laughs> there's always something new it is yeah and it's the same with me it is actually probably 1a 1b for me in my favorite show of all time because i'm also those of you that don't know that might not might not know i'm i'm a, i'm a very uh uh political guy as well mm-hmm. and so my two favorite TV shows, and the way the way that you know they're your favorites, it's just like you said. It's you watch it over and over and mm-hmm. over again. It's The Sopranos and The West Wing. Those are my two right. favorite my two favorite TV shows. Um, the uh, Justified is really good, um, right. and then I am also a big fan of The Wire. But Sopranos and West Wing are, are my shit, and. I- uh, I will say this. I'll add this. HBO is really good at putting together original series. Yes. Entourage, Sopranos, uh, Westworld. Succession. Uh, Have Succession. you watched Succession? That's what I was just about to say. I think they once again hit a Sopranos-like home run with Succession. Yeah, I love that show. Because that is a That's, show I could find that, myself watching 10 years from now. Yeah, and, and it's funny about Succession, and we will get into Sopranos, folks, I promise. But right. the funny thing about Succession with me is I didn't buy into the hype at first. Because when I first saw what it was about, I was like, I don't know if that appeals to me, blah, blah, blah. Right. I kept right. hearing good things. I kept hearing good things. And to be honest with you, I didn't watch it until the show wrapped. So I watched the whole show in its entirety. But I got so hooked. That it only took me like two weeks to watch the whole show in its okay, entirety. Same, the first three seasons I was not watching. And again, it's just like, because the same thing happened with me with Game of Thrones. I didn't watch the first three seasons. Mm-hmm. And I, I found myself hearing my friends talk about it. Roman this, and, and this, that, and Kevin, Kenneth this, and the father. And like, what show is this? And they finally get Succession. I'm like, oh, well, I get HBO. Okay, great. Click. And Again, by episode two or three, I'm like, Jesus Christ, this is like the best TV I've watched in forever. Yeah, it's so good. You know, and then it just kept getting better and better. And I'm like, okay, okay, take, take me more. <laughs> I yep. want more. And then the father kept getting more aggressive. And I'm like, Jesus, didn't he just have a heart attack? 
<laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> and, and it it's one of the and the thing about that show is uh I am very rarely this is shows you good TV, just like the Sopranos. Mm -hmm. Very rarely am I watching a show and I watch an episode where I'm just completely like my jaw hits right. the floor and I'm I I I I am shocked. Right. And the, the episode where the dad on succession dies, mm -hmm. I did not see that coming. <laughs> and the, did I. And the way that they did it was great because they didn't even make a big deal about the actual heart attack. It was more right. about them talking talking while he's dying. Right. In the airplane. Right. I don't know. And no uh, spoiler alert for anybody that hasn't watched it. Sorry, the right. old man dies. But right. <laughs> no, but everything about I mean, even the, the finale, when they have that final talk in mm -hmm. the boardroom you really understand what kind of sharks they were yeah because they kept a friend of mine before i started watching it told me you're gonna hate but love how they join together but then turn on each other it's like he, he's like you love wrestling that's what it's like right it's like a faction coming together and then turning on each other but then coming back together and turning on each other again but oh, this is bullshit he doesn't know what the hell he's talking about and then i'm watching it i'm going jesus christ I'm like, this is more heel turns than Big Show. What's going on here? <laughs> you know, but it was great because you're like, this is what happens. This probably is what happens in families right. of Fortune 500 companies. Mm -hmm. You know, so. But we are discussing episode 12 of season one of The Sopranos. Yeah. The episode title is Isabella. The air date was March 28th, 1999. What a great episode of television this is. Oh, man. From the get, the, the show, the episode starts off phenomenal because you get Silvio and Christopher having a conversation, which you really didn't get to hear Silvio and Christopher talk that much. Right. They didn't have a whole lot to say to each other. And Chrissy, being Chrissy, he's worried. He's like, I was just up to see Tony, and you know, he doesn't look good. So he's like, well, maybe he's tired. Maybe he's you know got a lot of problems. Chris is like, maybe he's upset. Maybe he's sad, you know? And Silvio being Silvio, what's he got to be upset about? Right. <laughs> you know? And, and Chris is like, I don't know. Maybe you should talk to him. Like, we don't do that around here. And I'm like, yeah, that's about the size of it. <laughs> that sounds about right, doesn't yeah. it? Yeah. Yeah. Um, as we always say, whether you're talking about his family family or his mob family, it was basically the same thing because – Families don't talk when they have problems, mm -hmm. you know. Yes. So. And then even more with these guys, it's an alpha male thing, oh, right? You know, right. and and uh, it's just it's one. This is one of these episodes of the show where at the end, I feel like I need to tell our listeners that are really macho guys out there like us that just want to be a man's man. I want to tell them the suicide prevention hotline. Cause you don't yeah. have to, you don't have to do that. You don't have to right. hold it in. I'm just saying right. you're still well, a man. I'm, if you, if you, if you talk to people, unless you're like Vin Marquezian, then you can yeah. jump over. Go ahead. Fine. Do it. Go do right it to ahead. it, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> it's all yours. <laughs> but yeah, we definitely see Tony's depression here because after the yeah. scene at the bada bing with uh, Silvio and Chris, we see that he is in bed. He is sleeping during the day. Of course, Carmela in grand Carmela fashion, instead of being yep. sympathetic, she's busting his balls. Yep. And um, again, as I've said at the beginning of the episode, 
I find more and more reasons to hate this woman. Yeah. I think if I ever <laughs> met Edie Falco at like a Sopranos reunion, I would just have to ask her, why? Why? <laughs> you, you got a brand new Porsche and you were still upset. He got you a house to build and you were still upset. Right. You know? <laughs> but she... She's a in, in wrestling terminology. She's a good heel because she's getting the reaction that she wants out of you, Archie. Yes, yes. Um, I don't know if they wrote her that way or that was just the way she played it, but God damn it, she was good at it. Um, but yeah, she pretty much tells uh, Tony she's going to go to the mall because uh, AJ has his first formal coming up, so she's going to go to the mall to find him a suit for his first formal. And yep. uh, Tony's very very non-responsive. Gets out of the gets out of the bed, walks to the window, and then he sees, hence the name of our episode, a beautiful Italian woman yes. out the window. And we're going to find out that her name is Isabella. Yes. But this this um, this prompts him to take his meds, this vision of this woman. Yes. Oh, we sorry. Spoiler. Out, Spoiler. <laughs> we find out what meds he's on now because he's not just on Prozac anymore. He's also taking lithium. Mm-hmm. Which he finds out, we'll find out later in the episode. It's not a good mix. Right. It's yeah. doing what it's supposed to. It's numbing him out, basically. So it, it is what it is when you, you know, this is what doctors do. They either give you medicine and it helps you, or they turn you into a pincushion and just like, here, take this, take this too, and we'll mm -hmm. see what happens. So. And it's, um, it's a very good, it's like I said, it's a very good scene showing his yeah. depression, showing what he's going through. Because, not to mention, not to mention that we didn't mention at the beginning, but the main reason, you know, he's depressed for a number of reasons. But one of the things weighing heavily on him is yes, he's found out that it turns out Pussy is not the informant that we thought he was, right. but Pussy is still missing. Right, and he doesn't so Tony. Know Tony still really doesn't on. know what's going on. Right, and and he, that's bothering him too. Well, he's wondering to now. Well, okay, he wasn't an informant then, but did Paulie scaring him to death basically make him run off and become an informant, or did he right. run off and just go into hiding because he doesn't want to show his face in fear of getting getting killed? So, yeah, really. It's wearing, it's weighing on his soul now. What did he do wrong? What, what is mm -hmm. he going to have to fix later on? And then we get some in the next scene. We get some character development also for Junior because we're showing Junior's conflict. Uh, Junior and uh, his his guys are at the at a funeral. Um, I don't remember if they specify who the funeral's for or not, but uh, it looked like a like uh, a funeral that he went to a couple of times in the episode because yeah, or I know he says it took long. I know he says that the lady that died was like gave him a hand job or whatever. Yeah, it, it, it exact, I believe her name was Mary Aline was what he says, and you know, but that's a little later in the episode. At this point in the at the at the funeral, Jimmy Altieri is there who we now know is the informant that they mixed up for pussy. Yeah. And he's asking Junior stupid questions again. Mm -hmm. You know, questions that they've already gone over. So Junior's a little wiser and says, don't worry about what I know. Worry about what you know. Right. And, you know, <laughs> Mikey's all hyped up because he wants to kill Tony. And he's talking mm -hmm. about how the thing is happening tomorrow. And this is where I see, say we see the, 
the character of Junior and his conflict with this because he does not want to fucking talk about it. Right. He does not want to. He and he even goes into that. I wrote down. He goes into like just anything he can to avoid talking about right. the hit. He goes into this debate about why baseball cards are more valuable than funeral cards. cards. Yeah, his exact yeah. words were millions of dollars for Mickey Mantle and bupkis for Jesus Christ. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but that is just so, him trying to trying to get himself mentally mentally prepared right. for this because he like I said in the last episode, regardless of their their relationship at this time, and and it evolves as the TV show goes on. But regardless, they at this point they do have a loving relationship, or yeah. as loving a relationship as they can, being two guys that are you know supposed to be the head of the family. Right, and to his credit, Mikey, being the soldier that he is, is still trying to clue Junior in on what's going on. You know, don't mm -hmm. worry. It's people we don't know, and they're not affiliated with. And Junior finally has to snap at him and say, what don't you understand? I don't want to know. Right. Meaning, I know you're going to kill him. I understand it has to be done. That's fine. But leave me out of the loop. Yeah, I don't want to know. <laughs> you know? So it, it makes sense. Again, it's Junior saying, look, get it done. I'm, I'm, de I'm moving. To, I I'm delegating it to you. If you prove to me you can do this the right way, well, great. It's wonderful. You'll move up. But the more you're going to tell me, the more I'm involved now. And if somebody acts later on, well, I, I I don't want you know, In my way of looking at it, Junior felt that if he wanted to, if someone ever caught on to what happened, he could blame it all on Mikey. Right. Yeah. Oh, Mikey acted Pla alone. I, I had nothing to do with this. Plausible deniability. Yeah. So it just you know, like goes without saying. Like. <laughs> Like Archie said at the uh, earlier on in the episode, and we talked about last week too. Chris is Chris is 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 concerned about Tony. Mm -hmm. uh, he goes to Tony, you know, at the house, and he's talking to him about pussy, and he's kind of trying to to pry. And again, the macho macho man thing. Tony doesn't want to talk about it, right? So. And we'll get to this in a minute. Uh, Chris takes it upon himself to. He's like, I, you know, I, I see what he's. I see what his concern is, and I see why he's doing what he's doing. He's like, I need to follow Tony. I need to make sure he's okay. Right. Um, but before we get to that, Tony actually finally gets to talk to Isabella. I believe he finds a he finds a piece of laundry on the ground that yes she was hanging up on the on the wire and. Uh, takes it over. She's a, by the way, folks, she's over at the Cusimano's house. Yes. Um, she is. She's apparently the Cusimano's house watcher. Yes. Uh, dog setter, plant waterer. Uh, she's a foreign exchange, exchange, foreign exchange student from student. Italy. Italy. Uh, so she's, she hits all the buttons is why she's there in their home. Yes. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, yeah, she, she, Tony compliments her on her accent. She tries to speak Italian to Tony. Tony, being a dumb Italian, pardon me to all our Italian listeners, doesn't really know what she's saying because he doesn't speak it that much. And, you know, he tries to converse with her everything that he can while also trying to hit on her, despite yes. being on Prozac and Lysium. <laughs> <laughs> so. And it's, um, and we'll get into more of it later on as the episode goes as to why why Isabella is who and what Isabella is. Mm -hmm. 
Um, but like I said, Chris, Chris and his concern for Tony follows Tony. And I love, I love this next scene. Right. I love the, I love the, these two dudes are trying to do the hit on Tony Soprano. Right. Chris has no idea that they're trying to do the hit on Tony Soprano. No. To him, no, they're just two, two annoying motherfuckers that are bitching because they're in it. He's in their way. Right. But I just love that it doesn't go down by accident, <laughs> essentially. Right, exactly. And he, yeah, Chris is blocking them in. One of them gets out of the car. He's like, sir, could you move the car? We want to get out. Chris is like, yeah, in a second, whatever. And then the guy goes, police department, sir, move your vehicle. And Chris, being Chris, is just like, where's your fucking bed? You know what I mean? He calls yeah. his bluff. And the guy just gets so pissed off, move your fucking car. And I'm like, wow, this is about to, they might have to kill Christopher before they kill Tony. Yeah. You know, <laughs> but by then, Tony's already walked through uh, the back way into Milvey's. So Christopher doesn't know where he's going now. The guys that were supposed to kill him don't know where he's but where he, where he went now. So mm -hmm. it got foiled. Yes. It all got ruined because Christopher was trying to see what Tony was doing. Mm hmm. So. So then before we get to the scene with Tony and at Dr. Melfi's office, um, which is pretty deep and confrontational, mm -hmm. um, we see Junior and Mikey. Uh, you know, because uh, uh, to what they know at this very point, the hit's gone down. You know, this is it's going down today. Right. Fucking ju Junior's puking. He yeah. wants nothing to do with this. He's very stressed out. And then what's his name? Uh, uh, Donnie? Yeah. Donnie shows up, who's the guy that essentially Mikey went through to get the quote-unquote guys from out of town to do the hit. Right. Um, pretty much and, says... And oh, Donnie is like the stereotypical thug Italian. Yeah. He pulls up in a Trans Am with a leather coat and a pair of sunglasses. You know, he's driving like a schmuck. And Mikey's Real just like, bag, yeah. what do you do? What do you do? We, you know why we're here. What are you doing? You know, <laughs> yes. stuck down in the back seat, and he, you know, he lets them know that, a, according to him, an innocent bystander got in the way, which is funny. Yeah, yeah. Because <laughs> if these, if these, like you said earlier, if these two idiots would have actually known what who Chris was, they probably would have. They probably would have just capped him too. Right, or at least and, grabbed him out of the car and beat the crap out of him. Something. Yeah, but for what they know, he's quote unquote an innocent bystander. Right. Um, Donnie promises that the hit's going to go down tomorrow. So now we're waiting. Now Junior's really upset because now we got to wait another day. I've got to stress another day about this. And he essentially tells Mikey to take care of Donnie, if you know what I mean. Well, because Donnie opens his mouth a little too much. Donnie's exact yeah. words too. Mikey is, is it true that Tony's own mother wants him dead? And Mikey's like, hey, we don't talk about that. And Donnie goes to walk away. And Junior's like, oh, is that what's being said? Take care of him. Mm -hmm. And now, see, this is where I get dumb. Because maybe I i don't know what I'm supposed to know here. If you kill Donnie, how do you have an outlet to the two guys that are going to kill Tony? Right. Because <laughs> he's the only one talking to him. You know? So, so I guess we, I, I guess we, I guess we have to assume there's probably another idiot that these guys talk somewhere, to. Somewhere, right? Somewhere <laughs> there's somebody involved. 
<laughs> but yeah, so yeah, they killed Donnie in cold blood in his Trans Am, <laughs> and uh, go about their business. Yes, and then we get uh, we get a scene with <laughs> Tony at Doctor Melfi's office. Yeah, and. I, I, my notes suck here because I wrote I wrote down that she's essentially suggesting that he should go to a treatment center, right? And it gets confrontational. But I think I got caught up watching the scene and watching the acting, and I didn't really write down any details of their conversation. Well, but I know he, he explains the the misery that he's in and how bad he's feeling, and that he'd like to kill himself. She expresses that it could be from the Prozac and the lithium. He mentions that he upped his dosage of the Prozac to try to counter the lithium. And then she says, maybe you need to go into a treatment center for a week or two and wash out. Mm -hmm. Tony, being Tony, the macho, I ain't going nowhere guy, says, that doesn't work for me. I can't do that in my family. Because obviously he feels if he goes into like a rehab or whatever, They'll think he's flipping, you know, that he's going to tell somebody something that he shouldn't. And he tells him, tells her, I'm not going to do that. She says, well, if I have to, I'll send some guys in some white coats over and drag you out of your home because you're telling Mm -hmm. me you're suicidal. To which he answers, so do you want to see two dead bodies? You know, plain and simple. He's like, you send somebody in my house, I'm killing them. So, yeah, it's a very heavy scene because it's Tony admitting for the first time in his you know time of going to therapy i'm i'm miserable yeah this is all my fault i'm the one that brought myself into this and as much as she's trying to help it's melfi letting him know well then you being miserable is is we got to do something about it we got to fix it by you going to the hospital which he isn't going to do so after his appointment tony meets isabella (laughs) out on the street Mm-hmm. Takes her to a restaurant as she, as they're talking, you know, as they're talking, as they're eating, he his mind starts to wander. He has like visions, um, and they're maternal kind of visions, right? And I remember, I remember from the first time I watched this episode, way way back, back in the day, right? This was the scene where I realized that uh, Isabella doesn't exist. See, this I didn't. Was, I yeah. I didn't realize that. I can't say yeah. that I realized that. This this was where I kind of picked up on it because you know, I mean, if you th- really think about it, Tony definitely has mother issues, right? And and this when I saw like the visions he was having and stuff, I was like, ah, I see what's going on here. <laughs> this is this is and but they did they did they did trick me. They did trick me. Um. Because later on, they have okay, they have the scene where Livia comes over for dinner. Tony right. comes down and he looks rough. <laughs> and they all talk about him de- being depressed or oh he's and, he's he's destroyed. He doesn't he's in a robe, he's not shaved, he's yeah, slurring his words. I mean, he looked worse than Christopher ever did when he was on heroin. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, so <laughs> yeah, it's bad. But here's where they tricked me because, uh, of course, you know he doesn't want to hear any of the shit from his family. So Tony just leaves. He just leaves dinner. And I'm not. I'm not dealing with this. Yeah, I don't blame he's, him. He's he's back at the window and now he's looking out the window and there's Isabella again, and then Carmela catches him looking at her, 
And this right. is where this is where they trick you, you know, like I've I've been convinced she's a vision, but now Carmela sees her too. Okay, then she is real. <laughs> right. Right. And that's the whole thing of it. You're you know, she she yells at Tony because oh, you've been sleeping and only waking up to go to your therapist. You don't want to deal with me or the kids. You're not dealing with your normal job, you know, and but you could look at this woman. Right. And and uh, Carmela being Carmela, she's like, if, if you weren't in the state that you were in, I'd cut your effing dick off, you know, and it's like, wow. That's rough. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, he was just looking, you know, but he got himself into trouble because he knew everything about her already. You know, he knew too much. So yes, he should have kept it to himself and be like, I don't know who she is. She's living at the Cusamanos. What do I know? You know, but yeah, he opened his mouth way too much. <laughs> so, uh, but yeah, Carmela yells at him, tells him that he's still miserable and, you know, trying to fight it and. I believe. Where do we go from there, Nate? Nate? I, it's actually the, the. It's funny because it's actually one of my favorite scenes of the movie, mm-hmm. or of the show, I should say, not the movie. Right. But this right. episode, one of my favorite scenes of this episode. We get to the 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 scene where uh, Junior and, and Livia are waiting outside the movie theater to go see a movie. And it's real windy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why, but I just I don't know. Kind of they're they're kind of sort of like bickering and. Junior's stressed out because he doesn't even want to deal with this hit garbage right. and Livia's being Livia and et cetera, et cetera. And then add on top of it, the wind situation. It's just hilarious to me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, you know, to, to a, a common person passing by them, it would just look, look, look like two people going to a matinee, but they're talking about some pretty heavy shit. Yeah. So. Yeah, if you and I were just passing them or waiting in line ourselves, we would probably just think, "Oh, look at this! Look at this old couple!" Right. <laughs> right. I wish I we oh we 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 hope we're that happy one day in our marriages, you know? Right. I mean, yeah. But, but they're sitting there talking about mob hits. You know, <laughs> it's it's weird. <laughs> it's a crazy scene. I th- I think it's just the thing that strikes me the most about it is that. The reason I say it's like it, it made me laugh so much is that they are they are these ruthless um these ruthless people. Yes. But in the same breath, they are really are just two really old people too. So you know what I right. mean? It's like <laughs> right. Exactly. It's it's like you you don't expect your grandmother and grandfather to be taking out mob hits. You know what I mean? Whether they're in the family business or not, you kind of expect them to just be like, "Yeah, I'm going to a matinee." Yeah, you know, I'm gonna go, I'm gonna, gonna go see Gone with the Wind. Yeah, right. I'm pl- I'm playing bingo t- tonight. Not I'm I'm thinking about you know killing somebody. So of course, the next scene in the episode is the scene with the completely botched, fucked up hit. Oh, yeah. Or lack of hit on Tony Soprano. But one thing that I... Okay, so I have probably... We talked about watching shows over and over again. I can't tell you how many times in my life that I have watched The Sopranos. Okay? However, every once in a while, 
you pick up on something. Mm-hmm. I picked up on something this on this viewing of the show. And I'm pretty proud of it. And you're probably going to be like, yeah, Nate, I already knew that. Okay, go ahead. When Tony is, before the hit goes down, or the the failed hit, I should Mm -hmm. say, he buys orange juice. And a racing form. Yes. Mm -hmm. But do you know what stuck out to me this time, and I think was probably a, a, a call out? What? In The Godfather, before the failed hit goes down. Oh, wow. On... Um, on uh-huh. it, on Vito, yeah, he's buying oranges. Oh wow! And I, I just or not the failed hit, but you know the hit goes down on Vito. Yeah, I said failed because yeah. I was thinking of Tony's. But before yeah. Vito gets hit, okay, you just blew my mind because <laughs> I I didn't know that, and I do I I mean I I knew that, but I didn't put that together. That's got to be like David Chase's homage to yeah the Godfather. I, and I had never put because I don't think I don't think I ever really paid attention to what right. he was buying. Right. You know, and then just so happens that I was like, oh, he bought orange juice. Oranges? Oranges? Right. <laughs> right. Yeah, no, that's a wow, that's a really good pickup there. Wow. Yeah, I mean, because essentially he does this to try to get out of his funk. Yeah. And be normal. You know, that was what he would do on a normal Tuesday, Wednesday afternoon. Go to the to the newspaper stand, get a racing form, get an orange juice. <laughs> but I never put the two and two together. Wow, well, well done, sir. Yeah, well, it took me twenty five years, but well, hey, <laughs> you might be the first person that ever put that coalition together. You know, but yeah, then we get we go from that to these two bumbling idiots, morons. You know, I mean, you walked up to a guy who's got tinted windows. Of course, your reflection is going to be there. Why did he have to get so up close to get to shoot at him? Right. You know what yeah. I mean? You were literally five feet away. Now, I'll go back to the Godfather for a second. Sonny Corleone. Hey, college boy. It ain't like it where you got to go from 100 yards out. You got to get up to him and go bada bing and right in his ear. Okay, yeah, I get that. But that was back in the day. You're holding a Glock in your hand, which could pretty much fire from 20 feet away. <laughs> you know, but you got right up in his face. You missed him completely. And shot the orange juice bottle. And then he grabs you, gets in the car, and then you end up shooting your own partner. Yes. These guys are these guys are fucking morons. And yeah. and, and, and and in their defense, I don't want to say this. I'm I'm defending idiot TV characters, mm-hmm. but in their defense, first of all, they're they're pretty much hired from outside. Obviously, they're not in the mob. They're hired from outside. And because they're hired from outside, do these guys even realize who they're dealing with here? Now, see, I'll defend the other end then. Yes, they were hired from outside, but obviously they knew how to kill somebody because it was a part of, you know, you don't just hire someone who's never killed anybody before. If you're going to hire a hitman, you're hiring somebody who has qualifications. And number two... Mikey being Mikey, I'm willing to believe that he told them everything they need to know about Tony Soprano and his crew in order to, you know, this is a dangerous guy. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I, like, if it would have been me trying to take out Tony Soprano, maybe I wouldn't have tried to shoot him. Maybe I would have planted something in his car. Because right. at the end of the day, okay, 
Hey, who was involved in killing Tony? I don't know. They they put a bomb in his car. Well, maybe it was New York. Maybe it was one of the other families. It would have never have gotten back to Junior unless somebody opened their mouth and said, we mm -hmm. did. So you, you hire two gunmen who don't know how to do their job. It's a little ridiculous. But it is what it is. Look, we at the end of the day, it was to prove that Tony Soprano was a badass and couldn't be taken out. Yes. And so. that's essentially, yeah, like, like Archie said, one goof shoots the other goof. And then right. one goof, the other goof, the first goof, <laughs> goof number one, um, essentially gets dragged down the road by Tony. And falls out <laughs> the window. Hanging out the window, yeah. And then Tony crashes his car. Now he's so excited. <laughs> he gets yeah, the bolt of energy this, and he's just this, screaming in the car. <laughs> he's he well, I was gonna say it's funny, it's it is it is quite humorous. Because he's been so depressed mm -hmm. and so down. Right. It's and what this, he needed. It's yeah, what this, he needed. <laughs> somebody trying to kill him is what he needed to cheer him up. Yeah. Damn, when I need to get get some pep, I just go for like a vitamin B shot or something like that. Not right. Get shot at, you know. Got to try that one. <laughs> but, but yeah, yeah. then uh, of course Tony crashes the car. He winds up in the hospital. His family's there. And of course, Tony's story is that it was just a botched, a botched carjacking. Right, right. And you know, in the back of his mind, he knows the truth. Well, Carmela also mentions it too because she's Carmela. Right. You know that it just had to have been his uncle or something like that, and he's like, you know, let's not talk about this here. And then something happens in this episode. And I've, I've watched this episode at least ten times, Nate, and it triggered something in me. I'm not going to give it away yet because I'm gonna. I want it's a slow burn to when we get to the finale. But he meets Agent Harris again. Yes. And this is the same guy who came to his house and did the raid, and he deals with this guy for the rest of his life, basically. But they're offering Tony a deal. You know, they're letting him know if you could tell us who did this and whatnot. And and you know maybe cooperate maybe we let you off some down some way somewhere down the line. And they even try to persuade Carmela. You know, look, yeah. we can get you and the kids out of here. Tony will be safe. And obviously, this was a mob hit. And Tony's like, "Don't talk to my wife. Don't get out of here." Yeah. So, but Carmela does take the card from Agent mm -hmm. Harris. Is it Harris or Harrison? Harris. I think it's Harris. 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 Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she does take the card. Um, and 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 we watch we watch as the show goes on. I, I think it is funny that as the show goes on, and we'll get into it obviously in seasons to come. There is almost just because of of their back and forth and how often they encounter each other. There is almost a begrudging respect between right. Tony and Agent Harris. Well, it's it's sort of like an odd couple type of friendship. Yeah, Tony's you know, very sarcastic, right? But but Harris is too. You know, they well, they they're, right they're two him, sides right. of the coin. Um, and I think <laughs> that that from a character standpoint, I mean, again, we're we're talking about fictional characters, but if I'm thinking of Agent Harris as a legit person, as a human being, from a character standpoint, there are times in the show where I really do think he's trying to help Tony get out of the shit. 
You know? Well, yeah, but I mean, at the end of the day, he's trying to also further his career, and he knows Correct. that if he got Tony Soprano to flip, what that would mean for him. But mm-hmm. yeah, I think that after a while, he starts to care a little more mm-hmm. and see that you know this guy isn't that bad. You know, he's yeah, he's a mob boss, but he's he's a messed up mob boss. Yeah. So maybe deep down inside, there's a person there that I could talk to and get to come onto my side, and. Like, yeah, we're going to see this friendship bloom more and more or whatever you want to call it. Uh, mm-hmm. You know, uh, they just they can't. They're inseparable almost because we go from it just being the house raid and this point to then in season two, it, you know, again, the house raid and them arresting Tony to them. He's then he's seeing Agent Harris weekly at the, the pork store eating a sandwich. Yeah. <laughs> so, you know. <laughs> then we have the scene. At the house, I mean, I put down here Junior and Livia obviously are watching the news and they see the story about the botched assassination attempt. Yep. Um, which obviously Junior's a little stressed. You can tell the actor. Oh, you see fear. You oh, see yeah. Fear in yeah. That face. Great acting. Great acting oh, yeah. on his face. Oh, yeah. Um, we get a scene at the house. You know, Tony's back home now. Um, Chris even says, you know, I this saw had to be your uncle. Yeah, I saw. Yeah, I saw him at the newsstand the day before, and Tony's like that newsstand, and he's like, "Yeah, what were you doing there?" I was taking my mother to the doctor. Yeah, you know. <laughs> and Tony's sort of like, well, "I didn't know anybody went there because he knows Milky's right there." Right. So he's always worried: Are they going to catch him at Doctor Milky's office? And of course, his crew are like, "This had to be your uncle, right, T?" And as soon as they say it, then won't. Olivia yeah, I was gonna say, junior. lo and behold, <laughs> the old folks show up. Yep. Um, yep. and um, I do like the fact, and I'll get to the 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 sarcastic thing. Mm-hmm. But I do like the fact that the priest the priest shows up. Yes. And Tony is uh, eh, none too happy. <laughs> no, no, because he's still. He, he doesn't. He doesn't. He doesn't be. He is not outwardly <laughs> angry. But he has. But he does. He does throw. He does throw so some. Long. Yeah. You know, he has, since Carmela told him, my priest spent the night. He hasn't seen this guy. Yeah. So what? What? I in, think that. I think that. It, doesn't, isn't that what he says? He says he's going to spend the night tonight or something well, like that. Me, uh, would you like to pray? Would you like to talk about it? You we'll do it later. You're spending the night, right? And then yeah, that's what it is. Yeah. Oh, you know. <laughs> oh, you know, okay, you know, so but it's, it's... I, I also really like the again, I'm, I'm a villain fan, and from a villain mm-hmm. standpoint, I love Livia pretending not to know who Meadow is. Well, is she pretending though? Because yes, Junior starts to doubt it. No, I think she's pretending. And Junior, yeah. I think Junior knows she's pretending. I think Junior's like, oh. Well, that's... he's at his wit's end with her, yeah. Yeah. Because she's, she's being all, you know, oh, can he hear out of this ear? Is he okay? Look what they've done to him. And Junior's just like, you know, tone it down a bit. We got to look like we're on even keel here. Yeah. You know? And Junior's like, yeah, I'll buy him one and, you know, let's have a drink. And Tony's like, no, I'm on meds. I can't drink with you. Doing, but we'll talk about it later. And you know, he, he knows exactly what he... Tony knows exactly what he's planning. Mm-hmm. Nobody else does, but he's in his head thinking of everything he's about to do. 
so the uh the uh, not too many more things of significance in this episode but of big significance in this episode because of everything that's gone down and everything that is going down with Tony even though she's been kind of a bitch about it Carmela actually takes him to see Melfi yeah because he needs to let her know that he really can't see her right now and that he may end up you know that a lot of bad things are about to happen yes you know he, and he, and and to to and I didn't mean to cut you off I'm sorry no 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 go ahead go ahead but and because you because he respects her he also wants to make sure and he does he does ask her he wants to make sure that she has never said anything right you know it just to make just to make sure she is not culpable um, and and I think that other thing that goes that goes what do I want to say goes a mile in her favor with him trusting her is she doesn't bullshit him. She says, right. "I have mentioned at dinner at a dinner party that I had a high profile you know patient, right. and, but I didn't I didn't mention your name. I didn't mention who you were. Blah blah blah. You know, right." So he would mess his pussy's name and say, I didn't mention booty or anything. He's like, pussy. Yeah. His name is pussy. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and he, yeah, he, he, he's trying to make sure she didn't say or do anything, but he's also worried about her because he doesn't know what they know and if they're going to go after her mm -hmm. in any way. So he's really trying to sew up some loose ends and, and make sure she's okay as well. Yes. So. So unless you have, because I already, I already talked about the, you know, Junior kind of confronting Livia about <clears throat> quote unquote forgetting things. Yeah, he um, pulls her out on it. The funniest thing that really happened in this entire well, there's a couple, like two funny things. Firstly, Paulie and Silvio being in the limo with Anthony Junior and his date for the formal. Yeah, and Anthony's like, Can we have some of that vodka, and they ain't saying a word. Yeah. They're just sitting there looking at him dead straight, and they're like, you know, don't make a move. Don't do anything wrong. That was, like, for all the seriousness that went on the show, there was a perfect comic relief at the right moment. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And then Tony going over to Cusimano's at the end of the episode, and he's like, hey, how was your trip? Oh, it was good. Well, you know, where's that young lady you had here, the dental student, the, the exchange student? He's like, Tony, we didn't have anybody watching our home. Skippy so-and-so from down the block was coming over and watering the plants. That was it. Like, what are you talking about? And then yeah. he turns around and goes back to Carmela and tells her, hey, do you remember that girl I was looking at? And then, like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And, so, <laughs> yeah. She's and, and that's the thing too, is like he's like, it's like, man. I have to be hallucinating if I'm gonna go back and drudge this shit up with my wife. Right. Exactly. You know? <laughs> exactly. And see, that's where again you mentioned that you knew that that Isabella was a was a entity or a you know something in his head. That when he, I don't realize that until he goes to Cusimano when I first watched this, mm -hmm. and then Carmel because I'm like, but Carmela yelled at him about it. So right. That was all up in his head. He brought he like brought all of that out of his subconscious, even the argument. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like if you 
if you're in your head, if you're you're having a daydream, you're not going to daydream about arguing with somebody, let alone right. your wife. So what right. makes it bring that up? It's just it, it's just a total and utter mind bend at that point. You're like, wow. So what what about this episode was real though? Yes. You yes. know, and I will give them credit. This was the first time we ever got into a Tony Soprano fever dream. Because he yeah. has it on the lot, but this is the first real one where it looked real, but then it turned into being a dream. Mm-hmm. So well, I have to say, and I know I know that I said it last week, and I hate to 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 say that that it's not even a cop out, but I have to say five out of five again this week. Oh no, I agree one hundred percent with you. It was um it was a fantastic episode from beginning to end. There were a couple of quirks where I was like, you know, is this, you know, certain little things, but I'm, I wouldn't change them because they were perfect. Right. So it went perfectly with what the episode was meant to be. And we're coming to our crescendo next week. We are going to wrap up season one. And uh, it's a perfect ending. I'm not going to say any more than that, but it's a oh, perfect yeah. ending to a first season of, of a perfect TV show. Oh, yeah. It was, it's everything you'll hope it to be and then more. Um, and then we got to wait a year to get the next episode. <laughs> the great thing is, it's 2024, so we don't have to right. wait a year. <laughs> right. Exactly. We can watch yeah, it whenever we want. Exactly. So next week we will wrap up season one of The Sopranos here on The Soprano Cast. Of course, it is episode 13 of season one. I dream of Jeannie. Kusamano. Yes. <laughs> Never understood why that was the name. You know what I mean? <laughs> I think I think it's I think it's one of those, it's one of those red herring things like. No, I know. You, you see the title and you're like, what is this going to be? I mean, <laughs> and then only, it's completely something different. He only mentioned Jeannie Cusimano one time. Yeah. When he, <laughs> he talks about her to Milky and then he's like, you know, Jeannie, why would you let me talk about her like this? So it really never computed. Why was this the name of the, the episode? <laughs> yeah. But, but for whatever it was, it was perfect. It's still great. It's still perfect. And we're going to talk about it next week, but as always, um, if you're listening to this show just because you look for The Sopranos on a podcast app or something, you can join us on Facebook at the WNR Podcast Network. If you're a wrestling fan, you can listen to our other wrestling podcasts as well. And if you are listening to the show and you prefer to listen to your uh, podcast on YouTube, you can go to look for the WNR Podcast Network on YouTube, and I actually also, in the description of our episodes, I always put the link to the YouTube as well, if you just want to click that. Either way, we are there as well. Archie, any parting words for our listeners this week? Uh, as we come to the uh, finale um, of Season 1, I would just like to say thank you guys for listening. Thank you for continuing to support this podcast and all the podcasts on uh, WNR. And, uh, yeah, I, I can't wait to talk about this episode next week and uh, then delve into season two, which things get even crazier in. Yes, they do. It just keeps getting better. Yes, sir. 
Well, that being said, I want to thank everybody for joining us on the Soprano cast. Like Archie said, thank you for, for your support. Let all your friends know. If you have friends that are also fans of the Sopranos, you can definitely let them know about the show and contact us if you want. Sopranocast at gmail.com. We like to hear from listeners as well. Until, until next week for the wrap-up of Season 1 of The Sopranos. We'll see you next time, everybody. Have a great week. Good night, everybody.